I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Hello and welcome to the Power 365 show. Today we have the Principal Group Product Manager at Microsoft Amit, uh, who is responsible for everything Dynamics 365 sales. Uh, specifically, all the great new features that have uh, just been announced, they're currently in preview, such as sequencing, uh, and enabling you know, high-velocity sales, um, as well as sales insights. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 192. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Emmett. Welcome to the Power 365 show. Thank you, Mark. Very happy to be with you. It's good to have you on the show. What part of the world have I reached you in today? Where are you living? Uh, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, recently moved here with my family. Uh, back to okay. the US. Yeah. So we are in Seattle prior to that, I take it? Yes, that's true. I've been, I've been in Seattle for uh, quite some, some, some time, uh, living there with my family, and then we decided to relocate um, just in the kind of means of the corona um, uh, chaos. So, yeah. Wow. So you've actually moved very recently back to, uh, I take it's your home, is it? Yes, yes, it, it is my home. And, and yes, we, we moved just, just recently, uh, three weeks back. Uh, wow, yeah. wow. So tell me a bit about your journey into Microsoft. How did you end up working for Microsoft and, and even getting to the current role that you're in? Sure. Um, so um, kind of, you know, a quick, uh, a quick uh, tour. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've actually started in technology way back, um, like a lot of Israelis, I think, um, uh, started uh, over um, at, at my army service, service and, then, and then moved into, um, you know, a few roles that all kind of had uh, technology building. I worked for a few um, kind of financial sector oriented uh, organization. Um, then, then, you know, then did a, a few years in, in HP, um, and then moved um, moved to a startup, and then my, my last kind of my first role in Microsoft was actually a role of um, of a TSP. So I was like uh, basically you know a, a technical seller. Uh, it was a shift from everything I did before. Uh, was a really interesting one because I usually I used I used to be on the back end of you know developing software. Then I moved to the uh, kind of foreground, engaging customers and getting them to see. Uh, getting to see how they use our software. So, you know, it was uh, for, for Dynamics back when it was, um, you know, the early days of, of Microsoft business application uh, was truly an amazing um, kind of role. Um, and then after a few years of that, I, I kind of said, you know, this is great, but I want to go back to do what I really love to do, which is developing software. And, and then I moved, um, you know, um, moved to moved to Redmond and started my uh, my career back then um, as a, as a uh, pro- program manager a program manager um, um, and did a bunch of roles um, you know within the the dynamics um, the dynamics CE uh, family of, of, of products um, yeah so you know and it was um, was truly got to work on a different loads of the 
um, of the application. I, I've been a while on the mobile side and then had, had the chance to um, be a significant, um, you know, uh, contributor to the whole UCI effort. Um, yeah, and then, you know, recently, like, uh, you know, what was it, like two years back when we did like the big reshuffle within, within business application, I joined the sales team um, started leading, um, you know, uh, the, the first group there of PM, then, you know, moved uh, to um, kind of launch the sales insight offering um, and then and run, the, run the, the, the group for that for a while and then uh, the PM group and, and then moved um, recently to kind of um, oversee the whole uh, product offer for, for sales um, and I'm leading the PM um, across, you know, our, our offering there. Excellent, excellent. So, first of all, I didn't realize you came into Microsoft as a TS, uh, TSP. Tell me, because I'm just interested uh, personally here about the Israeli market. How much? How big is the demand for dy- Dynamics or biz apps within Israel, as in from a consumer perspective? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. We, we get it a lot. Um, I, interestingly enough, um, Dynamics in, in Israel was pretty strong from, from the get-go. And the reason was that... Um, in a way, Israel was um, the, the Israeli market kind of starting catching up into business application um, a bit later than maybe you know some other markets like you know the, the bigger markets over the UK, the US, um, and so at that time you know um, there wasn't just you know Dynamics was already a valid option for them. Um, in, in other markets, um, you know, as I kind of learned over the years, is um, most of them came came early. There was mainly, you know, there was mainly Siebel back then, and, and everybody kind of uh, was there. Um, over at over at Israel, it was was a bit, um, um, you know, they, they started gearing up with with software around uh, customer relationship management. At the time, we already had an, an, a kind of an, an offering market, so it was a, a really good period. We actually, you know, we we were able to um, get a few really big customers to to join. Dynamics really early on uh, had a lot of the growing pains coming with it, uh, but it was really uh, yeah it was um, we had a we had a significant portion of the market way before we had the same portion of the market uh, I think elsewhere. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I I, I didn't realize I've, as I say I know very little about that market. Anyhow, let's switch over to you know when you talk about Dynamics three six five, you're talking specifically your area of responsibility is Dynamics three six five sales, right? The actual sales finished product application within Microsoft. Is that correct? That's correct. So the uh, Dynamics three sixty five, um, yeah, application or set of applications for for sellers um, yes. to manage their their work. Yeah. Okay, so you know I've been working with Dynamics three six five C since um, what was it CRM one point two, so a bit of a while. And you know last year I wrote a bit of a scathing post around the sales application, uh, and that it was built on twenty year old technology and nothing has changed. And then of course, in the last month or so, you seem to be releasing some phenomenal set of features right into the sales application. Tell us about how that came about. Yeah, so I, I think we, what you're seeing from us is, is yeah, is, is definitely a growing, um, you know, a, a growing effort within the application to revisit some of those core, um, you know, old school, um, you know, uh, concepts that existed there uh, over the years. Um, you're very much right, I think, on the fact that, um, you know, if you look 
a few years back or you know two two years back um, the investment that gone into sales specific scenarios was not as 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 as, as mature or as big as you know it um, um, as as it you know it is right now and so that effort actually materialized into a set of capabilities and and technology that came in the last few um, you know the last few months into market um, and, and really rethink a lot of those core construct that, that uh, you know sellers used to use right so so for some time i haven't been able to identify even who's been responsible for this until you've come along and china taken over do you kind of like have a whole new mandate for where you're going with the sales application so I think you know the the the, the sales application for for Microsoft and you know and specifically within the context of overall CE and and you know suite suite of application is a very big business for us um, is is actually probably one of the you know top two or three um, so it's a big business for Microsoft a lot of big customers using it um, we see tremendous growth um, coming from you know a lot of different directions. Um, the you know the, the current GM the, the person running the show is a person named uh, um, um, Ray. He came into Microsoft uh, pretty recently. He's my he's my boss, um, and um, you know and and and, and basically um, he's he's coming from from a lot of background in the sales domain. He was doing similar role over at SAP before coming to Microsoft, and um, and he's he's giving a lot of um, you know a lot of a lot of support and a lot of push to this domain um, to actually you know start kind of moving forward into the the next level of what it needs to be uh, to be a market leader um, and so that's kind of I think what you're seeing in, in the last few um, the last few months gotcha gotcha so tell me if you were to describe dynamics 365 the sales application um, not what it was a year ago but what it is today T tell tell us what what it is and where you see it growing so I think our core focuses um, are the following. Um, we're trying to uh, first and foremost make uh, make sure that we're de delivering an, an app um, that is um, useful and, um, and 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 friendly and easy to use for sellers. Um, it wasn't the case for a lot of years. I think across business application, but definitely on sales. So we want to make sure that what you get as a seller is an experience that is easy to use. Is um, you know is intuitive, um, is helpful, and and get you to do the the things you know. Um, the things you need to do, which is selling. Um, and, and so a lot of focus goes into that domain and you'll see us putting a lot of effort, um, you know, um, around those areas. Um, it, it, got, it, it has to do with the type of UI that you're going to get from us. It's the type of technology we're going to be focusing on delivering um, behind the scene. Um, and, it's, um, and, and, you know, it's the overall um, experience and investment areas are around those those kind of things. Um, we also, um, as a company, we are um, strongly anchored on the idea that you know if you have um, if you have data coming in um, and you have um, you have one of the best AI practices in in you know in, in the universe, um, the combination of both can really power uh, some amazing um, innovation. Um, and so the, the the unity of you know of of data AI and then amazing experience really drives um, um, phenomenal business applications. So the focus for us is, is, is on those core 
uh, core pillars, um, you know, amazing UI, making sure that data is always going to be there um, and, and not making sellers work hard for the data to come in um, and then and then be able to leverage that with, with you know, best of class AI that, that Microsoft has to offer. Yeah. So, you know, when I was first demoing sales module back in the day, we had a venture work cycles and it was very much around a concept of a, um, a physical product that sellers would be selling. And of course, now we're in a very digital world. Every, you know, there's many products that are digital, whether you're selling SaaS software or, or any type of digital delivery type, type um, application. And really the waste. I always saw Dynamics 365 sales was based on more of the physical type element. How are you seeing that transition now into digital selling and what new features are you enabling for that environment? Yeah, I love this question. Um, two, 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 two main reasons. Uh, first of all, we, we started uh, you know, that journey into digital sales, um, you know, um, a few, I would say, you know, six to eight months back, we started working um, internally within the group. Uh, there's a, a big group in Microsoft that does digital sales. Um, and we started working with them very closely. We, we kind of learned some of the key areas where they need support, where the technology that exists today does not, does not, um, you know, supply, you know, does not suffice for what they're trying to do. And, and we started building, you know, technology that kind of helps them and augment the way they, they do their business. Um, and, and we learned a lot within that journey. Now, Obviously, uh, you know, uh, COVID came in, um, you know, a few months back. And in a way, all sellers, even the one we used to think about as, as doing the, you know, more traditional type selling, you know, meeting people face-to-face, uh, -face, um, you know, shaking hands and all of that, everybody is now becoming a digital seller. And when it, where everybody becomes a digital seller, the, the fact, you know, the, the, the fact is that they need very similar tools to the tools that used to be um, you know, very, very um, narrowly focused on, on what we used to call inside sellers or sellers that, uh, you know, work from w within the office. So, um, yes, a big shift going there. Uh, by the way, I'm going to have a session in, in Embass uh, just next week um, exactly, exactly about uh, the digital selling motion and how, um, how we support this. But um, for us, that digital sales is really focused on, on three core, um, three core um, investments. So, the, you know, the first, the first one is um, an engagement platform. An engagement platform means really that you are able to, you know, look at, um, at your desktop and you can um, find all of the channels you need in order to engage, your, engage uh, you know, your customers. Uh, you don't need to go into um, different application to be able to pick up the phone or send an email, um, you know, or chat or, or do all of those great things that, you know, um, basically are part of communicating with, with your customers and, 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 and helping them and, and, and you know, and, and delivering what you need to deliver. So that's kind of the core thing. Uh, the, second, the second portion of, of that digital, um, um, you know, selling motion is that um, you need to be able to, um, you know, you need to be able to know what you need to focus on. Um, and as the organization grows and, and, and the size of the, you know, both the, the level of engagement and the, the, the amount of sellers that conduct this type of selling growth, um, you need to be able to always have um, some best practice in handy. You need to be able to see, you know, what are kind of the next best customer for you to deal with, what are the best, um, you know, what are some of the, um, you know, some, some recommendation around engaging those, uh, those customers. Um, and that, 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 that 
platform or framework that support those next best action, next best, um, you know, uh, suggestions, that needs to be really flexible and be able to adjust to um, kind of the overall customer journey um, and, and take that to effect and kind of put that in. And so that's, that's another piece of the puzzle. Um, and we have a set of capabilities there and those are going to be enhanced um, uh, tremendously over the next, um, you know, the next um, a release also, and then the the kind of the last piece of that, which is very very important and, and closes the loop, is that you need to be able to always monitor what's going on. You as a seller, and also you know the organization as a whole. Um, and by monitoring, we, we talk about you know we talk about forecasting and the ability to um, kind of measure. Uh, where we stand against, um, you know, a, a, a specific uh, quarter that was given to us, um, you know, the level of engagement that we see, not just from a seller perspective, but also from the buyer side, and then also tuning into those sales conversation and actually extracting from them insights about what, what's working, what's not working, um, where we need to make more progress. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so just for our listeners, um, this podcast will be uh, first published after MBAS, so you can always go back to the MBAS recordings. Most likely they should be up there, and you'll be able to uh, listen to Amit's session that he presented um, uh, this year at MBAS. So, so that's brilliant. Tell me, tell me about, you know, for the day-to-day seller, the people that are going to be in the software every day, because, you know, for a long time, the, the CRMs have been seen as a way for management to monitor the performance of sales staff. And therefore, um, and part of the kind of drawback for it, salespeople felt they're often updating the system, but really getting little value. How do you see, what are the new tools that you're providing to really drive value to end salespeople? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and and so the the tool set that we provide sellers as part of this, um, you know, um, as part of digital sales in general, but 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 not just for digital sales. You know, we we do hope that eventually, you know, uh, COVID would. Uh, would end and, and people would go back to also meeting people face to face and having some of that really important engagement. A significant por- portion of the sales domain, um, you know, would, would still keep doing that. And I think this is a this is a buying uh, a, a buying pattern that would not go away. But um, for, from let's start from the digital selling motion and then move into um, into that um, you know more um, relationship type selling as we used to call it. Um, um, you know. Um, portion. So for digital sellers, the first thing is, is a new experience that we just shipped for preview. Um, uh, you know, it's experience we call Sales Accelerator. Um, and really what it does, it brings in into, um, you know, into one UI um, four, main, uh, four main constructs. So the first thing is something we call an intelligent work use. Think about that as, as kind of your inbox. Um, for everything you need, um, you need to do. So all of your kind of top leads, um, you know, top uh, activity with with opportunities that you're running, they're all ordered in, in you know in one uh, simple to kind of see, simple to use um, list that you can just go you know one by one and you know and, and, and mark as done, right? So you can go one by one each each of those you know customer by customer. Um, that that list is obviously smartly ordered. 
uh, by both uh, some, you know, some backend logic that your organization can define, um, some AI, um, you know, some AI models that kind of support that. And then as a seller, you can reorder or change and, and define exactly how you want to see, you know, that list um, of, of, of the things you need to do, you know, today, the things you need, you need to do tomorrow, uh, tomorrow and, 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 and so forth. Um, the second piece for that experience is what we call a holistic view of the customer, right? We talk a lot about this customer 360 view, um, but here what we do is we, we bring all of that into one uh, one interface. It's 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 you know it's the Dynamics UCI experience, um, and, and and we package it with with all of the you know with all of the information you need in order to be able to engage uh, successfully with the, with a given customer. Um, you can obviously um, you know kind of use in in that context. Um, you know, our, our customer insights um, offering. And so if, if you use that, you, you'll see much more information, you know, across that customer um, view. Um, and then um, we we ride on top of the omni-channel um, framework. So, you know, everything you know um, that is, is coming out of that uh, capability, um, you know, as part of customer service is also available for sellers. So the ability, you know, to, um, to have a, a soft phone experience within that experience um, and, um, an in-context email um, experience. Um, you'll see us coming with, um, you know, a capability for SMS and, and you know, and, and, and chat um, um, experience. And all of that is uh, is packed uh, packed together. And the last piece of that puzzle, um, when we talk about digital sellers, we also usually talk about um, a type of selling that is um, usually being referred to as scale or velocity selling, because the, the level of engagement usually is, you know, is one to very many. It's like one to 400, one to 500 accounts. And so what you need is also a lot of automation. You need to be able to do stuff quickly. Um, and what, what this, this framework is, is supplying you is, is with that capability. So we have something we call sequences, which really, um, it's kind of a breakdown of what you need to do with a given customer based on some best practices your organization has defined. Um, and that kind of gives you the next best action with that. Um, you know, with that um, customer, um, it also allows you to automate some of those processes. So let's assume, you know, the first step is to send an email, and that email usually involves some some certain uh, template that you commonly use in your organization. Then that thing is just going to pop up, already filled in, just ready for you to send. You can also completely automate that. That's up to the organization. But the idea is that you can start, um, you know, templatizing those engagement patterns, and then. And you know, reusing them across your your sales org. And as a seller, you need to do less to go and find all of that data. It's just there; it's pre-populated. You just click a send, and you go to the next customer. So that's the last piece of that. Um, the last uh, the last piece of that uh, offering. Now that offering kind of brings to life a lot of our um, core intelligent um, capability, um, just packed into that UI. Instead of being you know some desperate applica application or or technology that you need to stitch together, it's all you know, kind of packed in. So let's give another example there, uh, conversation intelligence. That I, I believe, uh, you know, we have a few customers that are already kind of familiar with that. We have a, a few uh, big customers uh, using it. Uh, what we do there is we take, um, you know, we, we take that experience of having, a, you know, an ability to just launch a phone call um, um, to your customers to the next level. Because now we can also uh, transcribe that conversation. We can get insight out of that conversation. We can automatically uh, summarize that conversation and save it back into CDS. Um, we can extract action item and 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 and. Um, 
and keywords uh, from within that conversation and, and bring all of that, um, you know, into a structured um, data, um, um, you know, um, stored in CDS that then can be uh, reasoned over with, with a lot of other, um, you know, um, capabilities to, to actually get a holistic view of what's going on in your business, you know, uh, both um, from a manager perspective, you know, sales leadership perspective, but also as a seller, you can go back and revisit your conversation, uh, see how you make, how you made the pitch, how your, you know, how you compare to other people in your organization, how they make their pitch. Um, you know, one thing we know about sellers, they don't like to waste their time on just some tutorials kind of things, but they do like to learn from others. They do like to learn from other sellers that, you know, that are doing, you know, good job. And so we, we kind of supply them with, with those capabilities uh, around. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, interesting. Last year I was at Embass uh, when it was in Atlanta and, and there was a crowd there called Outreach.io. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this sounds a lot around that high velocity selling with you know using the sequences and taking those next best uh, steps. Sorry, uh, yeah, outreach.io, high velocity selling is what um, Salesforce calls their kind of functionality. That's around $75 per user and, and when I've done the pricing around it. Is this, is this gonna be another and on pricing skew from Microsoft or is it just gonna be part of Sales Insights? Yeah, so we 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 Microsoft um, really believe that um, you know simplicity of pricing model is, is is core to to what you know to what to how we win in the market. Um, no, we're not introducing yet another skew and not trying to you know uh, put some that put a, put that in, in a different place. Um, for us, it's it's you know three three layers of pricing. You know, a very simple one we call Sales Pro. You know, the Sales Enterprise core offering, and then you know that Sales Premium uh, with Sales Insights. Um, that's our you know, third tier and, and, you know, those, those experiences are all going to be part of that. Yeah. Fantastic. What are you hearing from the market so far? And those that are been in the, whether it's the preview, the private previews, et cetera, what's the initial feedback you're getting? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. And, and I, and again, it's, it's hard now to decouple between the, the, the COVID impact here to, you know, what used to be just a growing sell, selling motion in the market in general, but yes, pretty tremendous. We get, um, significant, um, kind of, uh, you know, really big customers, um, you know, trying it out in preview, uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of very good feedback as well around, you know, certain capabilities. They need more in certain areas. Um, but, but definitely a lot of excitement. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you see as the typical type of companies that are going to get the most value out of, you know, sales acceleration, the sequences are selling at scale? What type of companies have you kind of done some research that you see this is really going to hit some sweet spots for them? So I, I think that it's um, it's kind of hard to define a very specific type of, of customers from perspective of like the market you're in or, you know, the industry you're in. But what we do see in, is that over the recent few years, um, if you look across the sales domain, there's a very growing, steady growing momentum into becoming more and more digital sets, into more and more digital selling. Now, I'll give you a few examples. So first of all, uh, what you find is that those really occur when you have a, what we call scale scale selling motion. So you have um, a relationship between a seller to a buyer, which is a one to really, you know, significant portion um, of many. Um, those tends to also impact the level of complexity of the product you're selling. They usually are, you know, uh, closely coupled with usually pricing of the product themselves. Um, 
There's also an aspect of how long of a sales cycle you have uh, for those type of product. Um, you know, those tend to be shortest, uh, you know, sales cycles. Um, and, um, and, you know, there is a, um, there's also an impact um, for, um, you know, the, the specific way that business is run. Um, you know, some businesses are more, you know, are, are uh, easier to move into um, a less face-to-face -face type engagement than others. Um, so all of those are kind of um, impacting the type of uh, customers that are using it. Uh, but, but in a general term, what, what I can share with you is that we're seeing a lot of um, what a lot of uh, companies that used to do only, um, you know, the relationship setting motion or, or only kind of relying on the face-to-face, -face, um, you know, one-to-one um, -one meetings, uh, you know, moving some portion of their business, not all of it, but some portion of their business to be run from those type of digital setting motion. Microsoft gone through that same journey about two years ago, um, and, and, that, and that group in Microsoft is, is, is growing in size. Um, and we see similar customers, um, you know, you know, similar, similarly, we see the same motion in, in, in other customers kind of moving, uh, moving into it. So, um, yes, it's, it's definitely a growing business across, not just for us. Um, a lot of customers do, do those change. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, from a timing wise, you know, with COVID and, and there's going to be a lot of companies that are going to contract and they're not going to afford necessarily, um, uh, how would you say salespeople that are, you know, of very high salaries, et cetera, if they're having to contract to be economically viable, this is potentially going to give them a tool set that would allow perhaps a, a, a lesser skilled resource to operate from an inside sales perspective, right? And, but still tackle a large volume of accounts and pursue them using this tool set rather than that field um, sales force. Cause you know, who, who knows how, how long things will be locked down for. Do you, do you, yeah, are you seeing that? And I know you've mentioned already, but how much uh, are you going, this is COVID that's leading or, or this demand or, or is it uh, uh, the technology standing on its own two feet, so to speak? Yeah, so I, I, I think, again, this, this motion in market, um, you know, started way before COVID and, and that motion, you know, got, um, you know, some amazing statistics uh, be, behind it, you know, like 15 the, percent more growth in those type of inside selling motion vested, you know, more legacy type selling motion, um, you know, over, over the recent, you know, few years. Um, and, and, and you've seen, you, you've seen that, you know, that motion in market kind of catching up uh, way before COVID. I, I do agree that COVID definitely, um, you know, um, you know, put a lot of companies now into, um, you know, into trying those technology faster um, and, and trying out those, those type of uh, selling motion, um, you know, um, yeah, just, just faster than they probably would have gone to try it out before. Um, I, I want to be clear, I, 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 you know, I, I, sh I truly believe that this thing is not, uh, you know, is not a, um, is not a, 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 a a complete replacement of the old type of selling um, or the, you know, the, the type of relationship selling. Relationship selling is a very, very big portion. There's certain type of product, certain type of market, certain type of, um, you know, behaviors um, that, that are not going to change and shouldn't change, right? The, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that you're not, uh, you know, the, um, you're not going to buy a, a complete enterprise solution, um, you know, uh, over the phone. Um, I do believe that, you know, those type of things, that, you know, certain type of products, certain type of um, 
kept um, you know selling motions will, will still rely very heavily on on um, on on the relationship type selling but there is there is others there's other products there's other type of um, selling that can definitely move into that and and, and, and that's where I think the, the growth is coming from mm. a lot of the research out there in this in this area shows that one, it makes CRM systems about 40% more sticky when you've got a sequencing tool built into the application because sales folks really start seeing the benefits and, and nothing you know, drops through the gaps. Um, you know, when they're, whether they're pursuing opportunities or, or qualifying leads, for example. What, you know, and the other part of it is that there's been some time since salespeople really had some good tools. You know, we're seeing customer service get a whole bunch of tooling uh, from Microsoft, particularly even around the omni-channel side. And I see you're bringing omni-channel now into the sales mix. Does that mean things like, you know, conversation intelligence, auto transcription, you know, keyword identification? Is that all going to come across and become part of the sales uh, insights module as well? So what we do um, with conversation, so first of all, our conversation um, intelligence offering is actually spanning to the customer service uh, domain as well. So it's actually started from sales and now kind of spanning into customer service and allowing you know, customer service rep to get a lot of those same um, you know, same, same, same set of capabilities. Um, as for um, the, the other motion, the motion to bring in the omni-channel experience into sales, yes. So this is like the, what you're seeing, um, you know, we, we take um, best practices from customer services around omni-channel, we bring that into sellers' hand, and then we take out of the best practices from um, conversation intelligence that have been running for a while on the sales side, and we move those type of technology into customer service to to allow um, you know to allow organization to kind of benefit um, on both ends. Um, there is a lot of similarity between those you know type of um, uh, you know the type of uh, reps um, on both ends. Um, and and you know and 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 as such you know there is a lot of learning and, and, and mutual uh, benefit beneficial. Uh, features. Um, there's also um, a lot of areas where they do something unique for the org and in those places, you know, we need to adapt, we need to be very, you know, we, we need to give them the right tools uh, to do their job, which is, again, different um, in, in those portions. So that's what we are, you're kind of seeing from us. Yeah, yeah. Is this going to play in and become part of our playbooks within sales as well? As, as in, and I'm talking about sequences fully, you know, uh, when playbooks first came out, it was it was a bit of a shell of a product rather than it didn't have all the activity types. It didn't have any kind of uh, ability to slug subject lines and things like that that we've traditionally had in the past. Is this going to be add a level of intelligence to playbooks as well? Yeah. So the, the, and then, yeah, you, you kind of hitting on the, all of the right uh, points. Uh, so yeah, playbook was launched, you know, kind of a while back and was the first, first version of that notion of trying to create a, you know, um, um, a connection of activities that are being triggered based on some, something that happened. That thing and, and, and cadence is, is very much one of the same. Um, you know, cadence has tend to be a bit more sequential than, than playbooks, but in a way they, they come together into one, 
uh, one thing. So yes, our, our intention over time is to kind of bring those two capabilities into one interface that then going to give you uh, the ability to uh, really build some, some powerful uh, you know, playbooks, very much like you can do today with Cadence. Uh, that whole experience, by the way, um, you know, is run um, on top of, uh, of Power Automate. So you can actually imagine how much, um, you know, how much power that thing has when you can take this um, both on the you know, UI level to a seller doing something, um, to, a, to a seller doing something, um, and then you can also uh, completely automate certain processes uh, with, with the power of Power Automate uh, support. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. Interesting. Will Power Virtual Agents also ultimately plug in via the omni-channel direct-to-sales rep? So, for example, somebody's gone to your website, they're making an inquiry rather than fill out the, you know, the old way would be fill out a form and wait 24 hours maybe for somebody to come hmm. back. Is there potential now for, you know, an online sales agent to automatically take a, uh, a handoff from a virtual agent? Yeah, so the intent is to deal with the whole kind of lead management aspect and how fast you react to those leads as part of our next release. Yes, there, there is a bunch of stuff there. Uh, it's not just about, you know, connecting the, uh, the you know, the, the ability from, from a website to get to get to a seller quicker. It's also the, the, you know, you need to be able to route it to the right person and, and you need that person to react fast enough. We're trying to close that whole loop. Um, with, with a set of capabilities that are going to come to market. But yes, what you just mentioned is definitely one of those scenarios that we would like to tackle um, and, and, and many more. By the way, if you look today at some of the statistics around um, you know, the lead management in dynamics and how fast com companies are kind of acting on leads, you, you see that there is a, de a definite place for, for an improvement there. Um, and we're trying to tackle that with a set of capabilities, as, as mentioned, to um, make that whole thing streamlined and, and be faster and easier. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Tell me about forecasting and pipeline analytics. Oh, um, so that, that's, that one is um, kind of a pretty amazing um, journey that we went through. So um, we looked at, the, you know, forecasting for a while. It was a, you know, kind of a, um, was a gap in the offering um, uh, in for, for Dynamics for a while. Um, and, and, you know, when we looked at it, the, the one approach that we could have, taken very much like what you know you, you see from from Salesforce was to say all right let's develop some, some set of skills that's going to give you um, an ability to check mark that forecasting um, you know um, check mark um, but really when it comes to um, um, you know enterprise type uh, forecasting scenarios we, we would rely on partners to take that load that, that you see today happening uh, kind of the you know on the on the Salesforce side of the house um, when we um, kind of looked at it and, and, you know, obviously did our uh, due diligence, talked to a lot of, of, of customers transitioning from Salesforce to, to the, the Dynamics, um, you know, um, business application, um, we kind of quickly learned that, you know, forecasting um, um, and, and the, the type of capabilities that they need there, um, you know, needs, needs a much more flexible framework that actually can adapt to, you know, different type of forecasting that organizations uh, tend to do there and, and put a lot of, um, you know, put some um, significant, um, you know, complexities to how you need to build it from the get-go in order to support those. Um, and so the task we took upon ourselves was to make sure, sure that when we deliver forecasting capabilities, not going to be just, you know, a check mark on, the, on that, uh, you know, um, uh, line item, but actually deliver a meaningful, useful uh, set of capabilities. And, and, and that's exactly what we did. We launched a preview and then we went GA just 
just recently, um, you know, um, before March. We have um, an enterprise-grade forecasting capabilities today um, that, that kind of goes um, all the way from what we usually uh, call uh, bottom-up forecasting or manual forecasting, where, where every seller, uh, you know, take accountability for their uh, pipeline and then define what goes into the forecast and then a manager can overrule and we have a very, you know, a very sophisticated way of rolling this up and you, you can completely customize the, the roll-ups and, uh, you know, and how to kind of define them. Um, and we, we, we took that all the way, um, you know, up to uh, predictive forecasting and the ability for running AI models that, you know, look at all of your historic data um, and existing data and, and, and start kind of drawing the lines for you for, you know, where, where you're heading if you're kind of, um, you know, um, running in a certain, uh, uh, you know, pace of selling. Um, so, so you can actually use um, you can actually use um, use both. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, what about, what about your thoughts on mobility from a sales perspective? Um, so, m- mobility is a, is a, as I mentioned, right, is a huge portion of relationship selling. And we kind of, by the way, uh, walking into COVID, our first, uh, you know, when we met, you know, the. the, the as a team and we discuss, you know, how is that going to impact mobile? Our first reaction was, all right, probably people are not as mobile, right? They're staying at home. They're probably not as mobile. Funny enough, when we started kind of engaging customers in the recent, you know, month or two, we, we kind of discovered that it's almost the opposite. People um, find mobile even more important these days because you know, be, you, working from home also means that you're not always in front of your computer, right? You have children with you, you have the family, you go away, but you still want to be able to be on top of what's going on. You want to check and you, you want to do um, and take those quick actions. Now, um, dynamics in the past, the approach for mobile was, um, you know, uh, kind of relying solely on the UCI experience and saying, you know, UCI would would suffice for you know a good mobile application, um, but but honestly, I think that that approach uh, was limited in, in in our ability to really support core sales scenarios because uh, even though UCI is a very powerful uh, you know uh, platform that allows you to um, you know highly tailor and, and bring a lot of customization into the environment, it's not always as useful when you are on the go and you just do the same type of task over and over again. And you need them to be very fluent, very easy to do. Um, so we are um, we're just uh, coming into a private preview of a new mobile application, which is a joint effort uh, between the sales team and the, the platform team. Um, the the main experience that you're going to see there is basically composed of of two main um, experiences. We have what we call you know, a native experience, that native experience is focusing on those core scenarios that sellers on the go do all of the time, right? Is to check my uh, my calendar, see my, my upcoming appointment, the ability to, um, you know, to see recent records, uh, the ability to uh, drill down and into a meeting and get the full context from Dynamics, um, the ability to, um, you know, capture notes and, and, and information after a meeting. Um, all of those are going to be uh, native UI, uh, very easy to do, very slick, very fast, um, and then and then and then with that or with the within the same package, you also have a full uh, seamless uh, flow into UCI where uh, where you need the more complex information, the more complexity of of of, of, of you know of data set when you need the more um, you know the the, the longer uh, view into certain things, you can just go into UCI and and and, and see it over there. Um, that whole thing is again. Just, the one app, um, and and you know we're launching this for private preview right now with the expectation to fast go into public preview as well. Um, so that's that's our you know a new mobile story from us. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Really exciting. What's what excites you most about what you're building next? Oh, um, I think all of it. Um, when you look at um, you know all of the great um, set of capabilities that are coming, there's some some significant innovation. But but I think for me, um, when I look at, at, at areas of the investment that we're making. Probably the one that excites me the most is when we look at um, you know the UI framework that we had um, and rethink them um, because you know I re- I remember my days uh, doing sales and I remember you know how much um, how much time it took me to just go and do a simple update or uh, just to view my pipeline and quickly kind of go through and, and clean it up um, and, and it's not because you know it's not because uh, that type of work just need to take that time. It, it's, it's really because, um, you know, all the kind of legacy CRM um, haven't really put seller in, in the front, um, in, in their front view to, to kind of tackle those, you know, those, those type of tasks. Um, and so for me, the, the, the place where I, I, I find that is like the most exciting work we do is where we take those core scenarios that sellers do all of the time and, and we bring them into, into, into life in the application in, in a faster, easier way for them uh, to do that work. And you'll see a lot of that coming from, from us in, in, in the recent, in, in the next you know, few, few releases. So a lot, a lot of exciting stuff there. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are the opportunities for ISVs to build on Dynamics 365 sales? Um, so ISVs, um, ISVs are a very big portion of our, of our business, um, and, and we we see um, a, a truly um, you know overwhelming, uh, over, overwhelmingly positive um, you know motion coming from um, you know coming from other ecosystem into the dynamics ecosystem over the you know the last two years or so. Um, significant ISV, leading ISVs in their business coming into this ecosystem and starting to, um, you know, build on top of our our technology. We are um, a platform uh, company first and foremost. And so for us, um, for us building, you know, um, the the right of uh, tools to allow ISVs um, to to to, you know, to reuse and then build their own logic on top of it is kind of core to, to what uh, we do. So o- over at the sales side, what that means is that, uh, you know, you, you take something like, um, you know, our newly launched um, sales accelerator experience, you will find that that experience can be highly, um, you know, customized, tailored, and then logic can be built on top of it to actually augment that. And we're actually working with a bunch of ISVs right now that says, you know, this is great, but we, you know, we cater for this market and they also need this and this uh, to be able to be successful. Or you look at something like our guided selling solution uh, and you can see some of the leading ISV in sales enablement already launching experiences on top of that, uh, you know, um, guided selling capability to actually, you know, um, um, to, to, you know, to help uh, sellers um, that, that has a specific requirement. Um, and so, um, yeah, we, we, are, we are very eager uh, to get, um, you know, to get in, in touch with ISV. We work closely with a lot of them. Um, and, you know, if there's, um, you know, in, um, in your listeners, um, you know, other ISVs that believe that, you know, they, they, they want to do something um, together, we, we, are, we are more than keen to work with them and, 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 and make sure that everything we deliver is open and easy for them to use to, um, you know, to do their magic on top of. Excellent. We talked about Embass being, you're going to do a session, which will be recorded, we assume. And of course, people can watch it live um, if, well, they won't be able to because this podcast, as we say, coming out later. What other resources are available for people to kind of get up to speed on, on this new functionality features and how can they get it 
put into their own environment or into a sandbox so they can start trialing it? Yeah, so for um, all information that you need, the, 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 base, the, the best place to start from is, is our website and, you know, they're publicly available. Um, we keep on, you know, updating them and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, having the right um, links to, to go from there to any demo experience, trial experience, so you can really quickly, you know, get anything you need from there. Um, as for, you know, trying those out, um, so for everything that is, uh, on public preview, all you need to go, all you need to do is to go into, um, you know, the the public preview uh, setting area and just say yes, light it up in my environment, and then those those things are going to be uh, available for you to to try on. Um, for st stuff that are on private preview, um, we usually have, you know, um, um, you know, we we notify uh, that you can register for that, and then you know um, it comes in, and we 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 work with you to light up those uh, those experiences. Um, so. Um, you know, for all of those, there's just those general uh, bug resources available um, to use for, for getting uh, that type of uh, information. That's so good. That's so good. Emmett, who do you recommend as a guest for the podcast in future? Oh, um, uh, I think, um, you know, a few that comes to mind. First of all, Ray, um, you know, my boss, a pretty amazing, uh, you know, person, has a lot of knowledge and experience in, in business application in general and sales. So uh, definitely one, one person I would try and get on, on the podcast. Um, other people, um, I think, um, yeah, I think you, you already had a lot of the, uh, great, uh, you know, leaders from the platform side of the house. Um, so I, I think, you know, um, you know what, one more person that you probably want to talk, I don't know if you had the chance to interview um, Oren Ringler. Um, he's, he's the CPO for, for CE, so he, he's kind of the chief product officer. He does a lot of big innovation uh, projects um, across. Um, and so between him and Ray, you'll see a lot of both domain knowledge and, and, and a view into the future of what's coming in. Um, definitely those two, I think, should be on your list. Fantastic. Okay, you ready for some quick fire questions before we wrap up? Yep. Okay, here we go. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Uh, twice as long. Okay, would you, <laughs> uh, when you die, would you want to be, what would you want to be remembered for? Uh, that I've uh, made a lot of people happy. Nice. If you could only drink one type of alcohol for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Oh, beer. Mm. What's the wildest party you've ever been to? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I grew up in something called kibbutz in Israel. I, I, I had the chair, I had, you know, I don't know, most, most of your, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I've been to some really wild parties, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What's your guilty pleasure? Um, my guilty pleasure, I like um, expensive chocolate. Nice, nice. Okay, here's your last one. What book has made the biggest impact in your life? Um... Oh, the the most um, yeah the most recent one uh, was 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 a book about um, kind of education and how you develop a kind of a growing mindset with with children. Um, I mm. it's uh, something that I got a, a reference I think somewhere from um, reading I think one of Bill Gates's uh, mm -hmm. um, you know list and kind of got, got into and it. it's pretty amazing and so yeah that that's kind of the the one that makes the most impact on my. Awesome. Emmett, it's great. It was great to have you on the show. If people want to connect with you on social media, uh, where can they find you? 
Um, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is is one of the best channel for for kind of interacting with me or you know getting um, any feedback or talking to me. I, I'm always there and, and be very happy to engage. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've not left a rating for me on iTunes, can you please do that? Just navigate to nz365guy.com forward slash iTunes, and that'll take you straight to the iTunes page where you can leave that feedback and or rating. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 192. Until next time, have a great week.